the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. And hello and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is your first time listening, a big welcome to you And if you were back with us again, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad that you are here. It's the month of love, as some say, and I guess I'd say, and maybe you'd agree with me, I wish every month was the month of love. Why do I wish every month was the month of love? Well, if love was our priority, then in my opinion, we might experience less hate, hurt, and heartbreak. Some also say that love is a many-splendored thing, but sadly, love as our priority isn't always the case, and to me, that's exemplified by the brokenness in our world to include broken marriages. Perhaps instead of love is a many-splendored thing, it's a many-splintered thing. Ouch. <laughs> I believe that many of us don't know what real love is. I know I didn't in the past. It took divorce, debacle, and death to cause me to fully turn to God and learn what true love is. And I learned that true love is much different than the hearts, flowers, and sweet nothings that the world promotes. So this is the Divorce Coaching Hour, and you might be wondering, why would we talk about love on the show? After all, it's a show talking about a subject that in ways could be perceived as a 180 from love. Hang with me here. <laughs> Please allow me to share my thoughts about why we are talking about love today. First, one of my goals with this show and as a coach is to help you gain clarity about your situation no matter where you are in your marriage. When you can look at what's happening with, as I say, your eyes wide open, you can make better decisions for your future. And when the lens that you evaluate your situation with is love, you may decide that divorce is not the path you want to take. Second, if you are in the midst of a divorce, you know that there are many critical choices you must make as you move along the process. When you can make choices based in love, you will most likely secure a better future for you and your family. 
And third, if you are moving forward from divorce, you may want to find love again. Knowing what true love is and how to find it is critical so as not to repeat the mistakes of the past. So those are some of my reasons as to why we're talking about love on the show today. Specifically, we will be talking about learning to love, and we have the perfect guest with us today to do so. Dr. Thomas Jordan is here to help us with the conversation today. Dr. Jordan is a clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst in private practice in New York City. He is on the faculty of NYU's postdoctoral program in psychoanalysis. He's the author of Learn to Love, Guide to Healing Your Disappointing Love Life. And he's also the founder of lovelifelearningcenter.com. Dr. Jordan specializes in the treatment of unhealthy love lives and has been studying them for over, wait for it, 30 years Wow, 30 years. I can't begin to imagine all he's learned. Hearing all that, I'm sure you'll agree with me that Dr. Jordan is the perfect guest for this topic. But before we get into our topic, I want to remind you that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. So please remember to share this show with those who could benefit. And I must also remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, and we certainly are not here to coach you to get a divorce. In fact, although the show is called The Divorce Coaching Hour, we will not be coaching today, but rather providing you insight, information, education, and encouragement. Ultimately, what we are here to do is help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open. And based on those realities and your faith, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner, no matter where the journey may lead. And now, Dr. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Christy. I love your introduction, by the way. Many splintered things. <laughs> we're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about some of the splinters today. Yeah, you liked that. Huh? It just kind of came about, and I'm like, "Ouch!" But it's true and it's real. So, so glad that you are here. We've been kind of waiting for this. We we connected back last year, and uh, I, you know, I kept thinking, "When are we going to have Dr. Jordan on?" And I thought, "Well, what?" is a better time than the weekend prior to Valentine's when we ah, are <laughs> yep. we were mm-hmm. in that place of love. But Dr. Jordan, first, let me just find out first, what do you prefer, uh, Dr. Jordan, Dr. Thomas? How would you like me to refer to no. you? Uh, Tom. Perfect. Tom. <laughs> Tom is fine. Great. Well, yes. we're just friends here and we're talking to a lot of friends who may be struggling out there. And But speaking of that love... Uh, let's go back to that 30 years. Tell us, tell us about the 30 years of studying unhealthy love lives and specializing in the treatment of unhealthy love. Well, my, my specialized training, I'm an interpersonal psychoanalyst, so I think a lot about interpersonal relationships, the good and the bad. Um, and I've been in practice here in New York City for over 30 years now, so I've had a chance to really pay attention to the love lives of the patients, people that have come through my office over the years. And I have a special interest in that for a couple of reasons. One is I really witnessed a lot of repetition taking place in people's love lives, Uh, making the same mistakes over and over again was one big one. And I really wanted to understand it a little more deeply and perhaps write something 
that people could read and begin the process, like you said, eyes wide open. To me, that's another way of describing consciousness. I think that's one of our great assets. And when one is conscious of one's love life and what's going on in it, you can start to make change. So that's a, a big reason why I became very interested in love life issues and developing that. The other reason is that I changed my own love life. Mm. Um, I uh, write about it in my book. I, uh, I was in a therapy with an analyst here in New York back in the 90s that I believe really understood love life issues well. He respected them. He wanted to understand them more deeply. And we talked a lot about it. And I realized that I learned a few things about love relationships early in life that were not working for me. It really didn't work for my family either, but I learned it in the context of my family of origin. So becoming aware of what I had learned so I could review whether or not it was healthy or not allowed me to make some changes. And uh, as a consequence, my love life improved. So I had that experience in mind as well, that I, I had an experience that I wanted other people to have, uh, especially if they were repeating unhealthy patterns in their love lives. Yeah, so much in there, and I love it that you're just, you, you walk the talk, and mm-hmm. so you're there helping people, and um, so you wrote this book, uh, Learn to Love, uh, the the guide to um, helping people through all this. Tell us a little bit about that book. Yeah, uh, the book is basically divided in three parts, because uh, I wanted it to flow, be easy to read. Uh, used as a guidebook. There are places in the book where people can write a little bit about what's happening in their own love life so they can kind of chronicle it and take a look at it. Um, But uh, the three parts are to understand the disappointing love life. uh, That's the part, that's the beginning. That's the, uh, the concept, the understanding where something's happening in my love life that's generating disappointment. So The first part of the book addresses how people can identify whether or not they're undergoing a disappointing love life. And then I introduce a concept that I think is extremely important in making real changes in one's love life, and that is what I call the psychological love life. That's the love life that exists stored in our minds. It's the blueprint, the template that we use to recreate the experiences that we have in our love life and real change in one's love life, permanent, dramatic sometimes changes that a person can make in their love lives occurs as a consequence of making changes in that psychological love life. Um, So um, it's an important uh, focus. You know, uh, the focus that I in particular, are concerned with is on the inside of what's in people's minds about their love life. And the third part of the book is what I call the unlearning method, because uh, parts one and two will introduce the idea that it's what we unconsciously, and that's an important word, without awareness, what we learn about love relationships in our life, beginning from the be- uh, starting at the beginning of life, Uh, That learning is what's stored in the psychological love life. And if it's unhealthy, it becomes a blueprint to recreate unhealthy relationship experiences, uh, many of which can lead to separation and divorce. 
Um, so becoming aware of what's in the psychological love life and then putting it through what I call an unlearning process, which is a three-step method of identifying what's been learned uh, and beginning a process of unlearning it. So that's that's how the book's divided. Wow. Uh, so much uh, in there. And my takeaways were, I, I do, I always kind of catch words and I, I caught awareness. And then I, I caught mm. the words identifying and understand. And then uh, changes, making changes, real changes, you said. And then we step into uh-huh. that unlearning. And and so you often hear that people say, you know, awareness is the first key, right? And, and it sounds Absolutely. like the we kind of have this unconscious um, way of moving through relationships until we're awakened. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Great way to say it. Yeah. And the fact that what we're learning and, you know, the, the, the family of origin is our most intensive classroom we will ever be in. We're young, we're vulnerable, we're impressionable, we're learning all kinds of things from the relationships, from the experiences we have growing up. So we're learning quite a bit about love relationships. I mean, think of it. You know, people ask me, how do you define love life? And I, my definition of love life as a consequence of this research is that love life is any and all relationships involving the emotion of love, past and present. So when you're born, <laughs> and you look at your mother, <laughs> you know, or the caretaker. That's that's your first love relationship. That's love. It, I mean, it's 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 infantile love, but it's a love relationship. And the patterns that occur in the relationships in the family of origin begin the process, and it continues throughout life. So, uh, when these learned experiences are unconscious, they tend to repeat. Uh, they're replicated in our adult lives. And that's what I discovered. That's what I I saw quite a bit of in my practice over the years. Uh, Very dramatic examples, like people who grew up in abusive homes, for example, and then chose abusive partners. And we're not aware of the linkage between what they had experienced growing up and what they were recreating. We've got to get to a break, folks. We're talking about learning to love. We're talking about awareness. We're talking about so much more. Come on back. We're going to talk more about this with Dr. Thomas Jordan. You won't want to miss it. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. 
Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. Divorce isn't easy or often wanted. Sadly, it happens. When it does, it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise. How? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long, drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. And welcome back, folks. It's the month of love. It's February and Valentine's is right around the corner and we're not talking hearts and flowers here today. We are talking love. We are talking about learning to love and we are talking with Dr. Thomas Jordan and he has written a book called Learn to Love, Guide to Healing Your Disappointing Love Life. And we're really trying to unpack um, this thing called love, right? And oh, and how um, we can potentially, you know, be at that place of love as we marry and then not so much as we divorce. And I, I think in reading some of the things Tom shared with me, uh, you know, he too, I won't put words in his mouth, he too would love to see that divorce rate decline. And so uh, how do you do that? You you learn, you change, you grow, you make different choices. And Dr. Thomas Jordan is here helping us to do that. Uh, Tom, you mentioned in the first yes. segment that um, in your 30 years of experience, 30 plus years of experience, uh, that family origin has something to do with how we've learned to love or love in a healthy manner or maybe not so healthy. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, absolutely. I would like to begin with differentiating between love and love relationship. Love itself is something that is beautiful, wonderful. It's a great emotion. Hopefully we we experience it more than once in a lifetime. It's unpredictable, uncontrollable. There's not much we can do to affect it. What we can do something about is the relationship we form when we fall in love. Mm. And that's what the focus is of my research. 
and my work. Great distinction. It's helping people become aware of the type of relationship they form. Now, I think it's a learning experience. That's what I found. And when you ask about the family of origin, in the book, I list 10 different unhealthy relationship experiences. For example, uh, abandonment, abuse, over-control, excessive dependency, dishonesty, dominance, exploitation, intrusion, mistrust, neglect, rejection, self-centeredness. I've added two since I wrote the book. There are now 12. But these are examples of the kinds of unhealthy relationship experiences often occurring early in life that people were exposed to and unconsciously learned things about love relationships and recreated, replicated and recreated those experiences over and over again in their love life, often to the point of divorce, unfortunately. Uh, Some people reaching, and I I talk in the book about this, resignation, multiple disappointments to the point where people say uh, love is too difficult, too hurtful. Um, So these unhealthy relationship experiences, and there may be more added to the list as the research continues, uh, they're experiences that teach us things about love relationships that become blueprints. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, the psychological love life is where this is stored in our minds. And if it's unconscious, then it's a blueprint, blueprint for what's recreated over and over again. So, yeah, that was the question I was going to ask is why do we keep finding unhealthy love relationships? So it sounds like it's essentially imprinted on us. Yeah, well, I to take it to a deeper level, and I talk about, again, I talk about this in the book, I wanted to break down the learning into the parts that could be worked on when I talk about the unlearning method. I'll talk about how that's done. But to break it down, It broke down into beliefs about love relationships, how we behave in love relationships, and the type of feelings we generate in a love relationship. Those were the three areas. For example, if someone was exposed to an abandonment early in life, and as a consequence of that experience, they were repeatedly in relationships with people who were unavailable emotionally may helping that person become aware of what they believe about love relationships how they behave in a love relationship and the type of feelings they re-experience in a love relationship is a very important self-study it's a study of one's own experiences for example i've had many many patients that have talked about abandonment And, for example, hold a belief that in love relationships, abandonment always occurs, Uh, you know, almost like a a sense that, you know, that's what happens. You know, men always cheat. You know, women are always controlling. (laughs) These beliefs that people hold, and there's plenty more examples of that, uh, when you enter into a dialogue with people, in my profession, that's what I do. I enter into a dialogue so people can talk about their experiences. You find out about these beliefs that occurred as a consequence of their earlier experiences. Uh, behavior in a love relationship, uh, for example, uh, being attracted to people who have a certain um, 
personality or character because that's what's familiar. You used that word earlier. I love that word. You know, it's a double-edged sword. Familiarity can be a good thing and familiarity can be a not-so-good thing. And the, the core root of the word familiarity is family. I heard you mention that on another show, and I thought, wow, that's so true. And I, I love kind of working with words and etymology of words, and I was like, wow, that's something to really think that's about. That's what's familiar. Yeah. I, I remember working with a, a, a woman years ago who uh, grew up in an alcoholic home with an alcoholic brother and father and married two alcoholic men and divorced them. And now she was single and she was learning how to be single, maybe changing her love life. And and we were having a light moment. And I said, um, if I invited you to a party and there wasn't a drop of alcohol and one of the 50 men at the party, eligible men, you were the only woman, one of those men was an alcoholic. Would you be talking to him by the end of the evening? <laughs> and she started laughing. I have radar for these guys. I have radar. <laughs> and she made like this little gesture on the top of her head. And I never forget that. And that's so much truth to that because unconsciously, and here's where the mystery is, we can gravitate towards what's unhealthy, um, people that aren't prepared yet to have a healthy relationship and recreate our familiar experience over and over again. And just to mention feelings, feelings is part of that recreation. We can have multiple disappointing relationships involving the experience of loss over and over again. And that's when you know one of these unhealthy relationship patterns is in control of your love life. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what I'm hearing in there is so we can gravitate to the unhealthy love relationships because it's what we've grown up with. It's our family of origin. It's what's familiar until we familiar. bring that awareness around. And then we step back into what ah. we were talking about in the first segment, that identification, right. that awareness, you use the word self-study. And, and so speaking of that self-study, um, since this show is intended to help those through divorce uh, move through it and beyond in a healthier manner than would be otherwise, as I often say, why would they want to kind of, and we're going to get to the unlearning, uh, why would they want to be learning how to love? Why would that help them in the divorce process? Well, it, it's uh, learning how to be in a healthy love relationship when you fall in love. When love comes to you and you can't make that happen, it's an emotion that comes to us. That's why the phrase fall in love, it's an involuntary experience, you know. It's a, and sometimes it's a that fall hurts. <laughs> We, we human beings can't control that. I hope we never do, because there's got to be some True. mystery in life, right? Yeah. But the kind of relationship we set up when we experience that emotion, that's where the trouble comes in. That's where the tragedy is. And divorce, the divorce rate, you know, uh, my awareness is divorce rate vacillates between 40 and 50 percent on second marriages at 60 and right. on third marriages at 73 percent. Yeah. <laughs> 73 means that you're doing the same thing over, over and, and over. over again. Yeah. And and I I'm a, I, I've done quite a few podcasts up until this point, and I I really tr I'm trying to get the message out. People need to work on their love lives like they work on any other part of their lives, financial life, work life, medical life, physical fitness life. We work on all aspects of our lives. 
but we don't work on our love lives. So we don't true. work on our psychological love lives. Well, you know, and, and as we keep talking about why they would want to learn, you know, one of the things that comes to mind, Tom, is that, okay, so the marriage is broken. Um, this isn't where we help people kind of get to is this is potentially an opportunity to possibly and a possibility to repair, to heal, to move forward. But then we think about why else would they want, want to do this? Their children and for the longevity of the, you know, four to five generations and beyond. And so I think that's so very important. So, um, why would they want to learn be in a healthy relationship, uh, and, um, for the future of your children, for uh, for even co-parenting, I would say, folks, and these are so many important reasons why you would want to be learning not only what love is, uh, but also what healthy love relationships are. We're here talking with Dr. Absolutely. Thomas Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, wrote a book. Mm-hmm called Learn to Love, Guide to Healing Your Disappointing Love Life. So stay with us. Come on back. Here's today's two-minute tip. We're talking about learning to love today on the show. Related to divorce, love can perhaps feel like your least favorite subject. So why would we want to learn about it? I think it's fair to say that although love may feel lost, people still always hope to find it. The trouble is that we haven't been taught what love really is. If we turn on the television, open a magazine, or scroll through social media, love thyself often jumps off the screen or page. We see messages that blame, bully, and boast. And what is spouted is content that is perceived to be truth, but it's not the truth with a capital T, God's Word. I'm not here for a biblical lesson today. I am here to encourage you to open your eyes to another way of thinking. And as always, that different way of thinking is about divorce. It's a way of thinking that is not about thyself. It's about what's good for all, and it's about what is loving in the true sense of the word. You've probably heard said many times on this show, take the high road. When you take the high road in divorce, you focus on what's best for all involved today and into the future. You focus on love in every aspect and for every person involved in the divorce process. Yet often, this is not the case. We here at the Divorce Coaching Hour want to help you move through divorce in the healthiest way possible. I know of no better way than to share the truth, God's word, with you. It is the best place to learn what true love is. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13.4 spells it out. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. There is no better definition. Just think, what if this verse guided us through each and every divorce? I'd venture to say that the outcomes would be much healthier than would be otherwise. So today's two-minute tip is this. Grab your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians 13.4, and ask yourself, how can I live out this verse as I navigate divorce? And if I can support you along the journey, please reach out to me at christy at christymindelow.com or learn more at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. I'm here to support you in finding clarity, confidence, and courage according to your faith along the path. 
And please keep listening each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. It's the month of love, February. I feel like uh, I should be singing some sort of song. I'll ask uh, producer Mike at the next break if there should be a song I should be singing for, for the month of love. But uh, you probably don't want me to do that. <laughs> You'd probably rather me talk to you uh, or rather Dr. Thomas Jordan, our guest here today, talk to us about um, learning to love. That's the title of our show today. That's what we're talking about. Dr. Jordan wrote a book called Learn to Love, Guide to Healing Your Disappointing Love Life. And folks, he he knows a little bit about this. Not only has he walked the talk, but uh, this is his life's work, his studying, working with people to help people uh, learning how to um, build. I'm going to use the word build because we were talking blueprints earlier Uh, build a foundation uh, for a healthy love relationship or relationships, not doing the same thing over and over again. We we know that the um, divorce rate is at any given time roughly in the 50% range, second marriages up into the 60s, third into the 70s. And bottom line, folks, we don't want that hurt and heartbreak for you. Uh, but if you have gone through that, there is hope you can learn to love. But ironically enough, we're going to move into uh, Dr. Jordan's uh, Tom, uh, his unlearning methods. So Dr. Jordan, talk to us about uh, learning about unlearning. <laughs> <laughs> right. As I said earlier, if you can learn, you can unlearn. It comes with it, and you can learn something better. Um, and uh, we have to remember a couple of things, I think, when we talk about the unlearning method. One is that learning is a wonderful asset. It's one of our greatest. And next to learning is consciousness. Uh, that's another great asset, because when we become conscious of what we've learned, then we can do something about it. Um, if we're not conscious of what we've learned, that's where some of the trouble. Now, it, it comes in. It, if you've learned something healthy and you're not aware of it, and it's a pattern that sort of came as a consequence of experiences and you replicate it beautiful there's nothing to talk about i'm laughing because but that's kind of my life i think <laughs> unconscious learning of healthy things yes i don't know that seems a little <laughs> muddled good. there no. but i got it i got it uh, it's okay it's okay <laughs> um but the problem is unconsciously learning unhealthy stuff about love relationships and then replicating that over and over recreating it over and over so um, the first step, it's in a three-step unlearning method that I, I call an unlearning method, is the first step is to become aware, become conscious of these unhealthy relationship experiences you've had and what you've learned from them. Usually the first clue to that is repetition. If you lay your love life out on a kind of piece of paper and you look at it and you see the same thing happening over and over again, uh, disappointments of a certain kind occurring, maybe the same kind of partner over and over again, the same kind of ending over and over again. That gives you a clue that maybe learning is involved because learning when it's unconscious tends to be repetitive. 
Um, so uh, understanding that this repetition is taking place is a, a clue. And then you start looking at how the past experiences you might be able to identify are being replayed. Uh, if you were exposed to dishonesty, for example, between your parents, maybe one person cheated on another, and suddenly you're finding cheating partners over and over again and experiencing painful divorce as a consequence, that kind of tells you that maybe something you learned earlier in life as a consequence of experiences in your family of origin is being replicated, replicated over and over again. So that's another clue. And then recreation is how we tend to <clears throat> use this blueprint of learning to recreate over and over again. So we can look at beliefs that we have about love relationships, examine those, talk about those, understand them, uh, what, what we do, how we behave in love relationships, whether or not there's repetitions there that need to be understood, and whether or not the same kind of feeling shows up over and over again in your love life. So that self-study, as I called earlier, that uh, effort to understand one's love life experience is step one. That's the beginning, and that's a very important beginning of the unlearning method. Step is what I like to think of as challenging what's unhealthy. And I chose that word very specifically. Challenge meaning that you're interested in disrupting the automatic, unconscious nature of what you've learned. You're now using consciousness not only to become aware of the trouble, but to begin applying consciousness to it, uh, disrupting it, challenging it, not letting old habits just replay over and over again, not letting the familiar control your love life, because now you're becoming aware more and more of what might be unhealthy in what you're doing, the people you're choosing, the way you're behaving. And, you know, behaving in a love relationship, we can select partners that are are going to recreate something unhealthy for us, or we ourselves can recreate something unhealthy with the partners we find. So it can be in either way, in either form. So uh, challenging that, disrupting it. Uh, I've had people in that stage of the unlearning method, you know, describe going on dates and realizing that they're finding the same kind of people over and over again, and they don't want to replicate uh, a divorce experience that they've had. They don't want to marry the same person over and over. And they start realizing that they really have to do something different. Um, so in my book, I talk about uh, stage three as a correction. The correction mm -hmm. is, I think, the easiest, simplest, most clearest way to talk about correction is to think about the opposites the opposites of these unhealthy relationship experiences. For example, if you've had an abandonment early in life and you find yourself with unavailable partners, understanding how important commitment is in a love relationship becomes something to really focus on, identify, think about, stay conscious of. Or if you've been exposed, for example, to abuse early in life and you've been with abusive partners and now you've freed yourself of toxic relationships and you now you're at a point where you realize 
respect and how important respect is as the opposite of abuse in relationships. So now you look for it when you interact with eligible partners, et cetera, et cetera. So this movement at stage three of your love life toward the opposite of what you've experienced that was unhealthy is a way to move our love life towards what is healthier. Uh, in my personal life, I learned growing up with my parents, my mother in particular, that eligible women were dependent, controlling, and self-centered. And that learning was so strong, I not only found partners like that, but I imagined people were like that when they weren't. Mm. And that dominated my love life repeatedly with multiple disappointments between the ages of 17 and in my early 30s until my own work helped me realize that that was a template, a blueprint that I had learned from my mother and some of the issues that she had in her life and relationship and how I needed to now make a change. And I began to work on and understand how independence, not being controlling in a relationship and being able to have a mutual experience with someone instead of a self-centered experience was a very important thing in the partners I was I was looking for. So uh, my wife showed up uh, shortly after that work was uh, initiated and I'd been married for 29 years. So, well, well, congratulations. And your wife's name is, remind us? Victoria. I thought so, Victoria. Victoria. And... Victoria's in the other room. She works in the, she's also a psychotherapist. She's in group practice with me up here in Manhattan. So Wonderful, wonderful. And I, again, walking the talk, I love it. And, you know, just to recap, what I heard in there is you've got to become aware of the pattern. And then I love the word, you know, that's a popular <laughs> term these days is d d disruptor. But that challenging, but you know, you're your own disruptor of that pattern and then move mm -hmm. to the opposite. Uh, love that, definitely. Sounds like it would take quite a bit of openness and humility and vulnerability. Absolutely. Uh, a vulnerability, fortunately, uh, some people might say unfortunately, is <laughs> a, a, an experience that accompanies love. Um, we can think of the opposite that I'm talking about as an intimate relationship, intimacy. You know, when I when I when I listed all of the unhealthy relationship experiences I read off and I listed their opposites, I realized the opposites define an intimate love relationship. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, and so it was interesting. It's like that's really the type of relationship that nurtures and grows love as an emotion. Uh, an intimate relationship. So that's what we strive for. We strive to have an intimate relationship when we fall in love. So there's, you know, a little bit of work to do there. Uh, when you're in a love relationship, that's something that you, you work on. You solve problems together. You identify areas that need to be communicated even when the communication is difficult to do. I'm going to break in there. We're headed to the last break here, folks, uh, talking about such great things. Really what we talk about a lot is eyes wide open uh, to be able to move us to that place of learning to love. Folks, come on back. You will want to hear final thoughts, so stay tuned.
Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know. I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts, under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We are talking about learning to love today. Uh, It's the weekend before Valentine's and uh, what better time would be than to talk about this subject. We're talking with Dr. Thomas Jordan. He has spent his uh, career on working with people in relationships. Um, He is a psychologist and psychoanalyst in private practice in New York City. And through not only his own personal experience, but his professional experience, he's learned that we learn unhealthy patterns and habits in relationship. And ultimately, those can drive us to divorce. And, uh, you know, we're here to help you hopefully save your marriage. Uh, So maybe hearing some of what uh, Tom has shared with us today can help you look at your situation with eyes wide open. Uh, But if you're already in the midst of it, Uh, We're here to help you with that, too, walking through it so that you don't repeat the mistakes again, those patterns that we continue to find ourselves making and then ending up in those uh, second and third marriages divorcing. And we don't want that for you. We don't want that for anyone. And so um, thank you, uh, Dr. Jordan, for being here with us today. How do people find out about you, your book and your programs? Well, I have a website, lovelifelearningcenter.com. A lot of information there about both my wife and myself. Uh, We offer consultations as well, telehealth consultations for people that read the book, for example, and want a little support or guidance to begin the unlearning process um, or to help them identify what type of experiences they've had that may have taught them something unhealthy about love relationships that's repeating in their love life. So there's a lot on that website. Um, my book's also available at uh, Amazon.com. Um, it's there as well. And other book, book distributors, um, 
Well, definitely, I think people uh, will want to go get your book for sure. And your website, you're absolutely right, does have a, a bevy of information on there. I was listening to another podcast show that you were a guest on, and I listened to it and lots of great information. So there's, you know, there's a lot of directions you can go in um, to learn something from Dr. Uh, Jordan here with regards to love and love relationships. So I really encourage you go check out his uh, website, lovelifelearningcenter.com and check out his book, Amazon, of course, so easy, click of a button. Uh, you can get it in your ma- in your mailbox to- tomorrow, maybe even today. Recently, I was sending one to a client and I could actually, we got off of a coaching call at like three and it could be delivered by five. And I went, whoa, <laughs> wow, isn't that, isn't that cool? Uh, so, so very cool. Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> I know, right? Those things that we love, we, we love to have, but Gosh, boy, things they have a, have changed. But what hasn't changed is uh, us humans struggling with uh, love relationships. And so speaking of that, uh, uh, Tom, I'm just wondering about what misconceptions do you think people have about love or love relationships, as you've pointed out the distinction earlier? Uh, misconceptions. Uh, I'm thinking of my practice and the kinds of things I encounter. Uh, besides repeating the same mistakes over and over again, like uh, picking partners that match what's familiar and unhealthy in their early experiences in life, um, uh, one big area that I see a lot of difficulties coming from is communication. Uh, oftentimes people get into a love relationship and uh, try to avoid the um, discomforts. I'll use that word. Uh, you use the word vulnerability, which I, I like that word a lot. kind of goes with the discomfort. Yeah. Um, if you're in a love relationship, uh, the necessity of communicating your feelings uh is it's kind of written into the agreement that's that's what really helps an intimate love relationship grow repair uh endure so taking the risks involved in being able to communicate one's feelings especially when there's tough topics to talk about is a very important activity um in a in a love relationship, and some of the um, unhealthy relationship experiences I talked about earlier stand out quite a bit. For example, when when you when I when I you know you ask about misconceptions, for example, uh, honesty, uh, you know the importance of honesty in a love relationship is 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 it's, it's very important. The, the importance of respect. Um, and commitment. Um, these are the types of um, healthy experiences in a love relationship that, again, you know, permit us to heal and keep the love alive. So um, I talk a lot about the intimate love relationship um, as a mutual, honest, equal, open, trusting 
respecting, free, committed relationship that is intimate, defined by the words I just stated, and it's there to keep the love that you have found alive and enduring because love love needs to be nurtured. Love is an emotion that we cannot control, so when it shows up, we have to treat it well. We have to take good care of it. We have to nurture it, feed it, keep it alive. And an intimate love relationship practiced by both partners in the relationship is essentially how to do that. And I could not agree with you you more. Uh, Just so when I mentioned those words, honesty, respect, trusting, open, free, who doesn't want that? And so learning to love is so very important, folks. And so as we move to uh, wrapping things up, Tom, um, what final thoughts might you have? Uh, My final thought is um, to urge people to work on their love life. More specifically, work on the psychological part of their love life, what they believe, how they behave, how they experience their love relationships, and to really ask questions to themselves about whether or not what's happening in their love lives is healthy, whether or not it's, it's repetitive, and whether or not it's something that they can work on. And, and, and I think being able to ask questions like that of oneself and one's love life experience really begins the process of working on your love life in a healthy way. And it has great, great consequences when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And as a coach, I love questions, asking questions, but asking them of yourself. And the thing that I'm reminded of is this sounds like it's very much an inside out process. You used uh, the word self-study before. Uh And so one of the things, folks, that I'm really taking away, I don't know about you and what you're taking away, but, you know, the taking the risks to find this intimacy, uh, to step into this learning, to embrace it, maybe a bit challenging, but so worth it. Because after all, I mean, again, who doesn't want a relationship that's Uh, complete with honesty and respect and trusting and open and free. And folks, I think that's what we're all after. And that's what we're after here on the show to work together to help you um, as you move through divorce, not get there in the first place. And so folks, um, I hope this has been uh, interesting for you. Uh, Awareness. I, I hope it's built, uh, brought about awareness for you, and I definitely hope that you'll visit uh, lovelifelearningcenter.com and go grab Dr. Thomas Jordan's book for sure out there um, because I think you will just be one step closer to learning to love. So, Dr. Jordan, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for inviting me, Christy. Thank you. Well, thank you. And friends, um, I'm so grateful you've been here with us today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelow, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT The Word.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.